Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 183. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. We have a nice, easy episode this week. Uh, not going to be as long as last week's, which only hit that hour and a half limit that we talked about. Uh, if anyone missed last week, we basically just said uh, new rule is uh, hour and a half cap, uh, three topics maximum, but... It doesn't mean we're going to have three topics. It could be one to three, depending on what's going on. News is in the intro now. Uh, this week, no news. So shorter intro. And we're not catching up talking about like, oh, what we've been doing for like three weeks because that was like the last time we recorded. So uh, yeah. intro is going to be shorter. Episode is going to be shorter. One less topic than last week. It's going to be a fun, nice, easy time. All gaming oriented though. So uh, for those that haven't listened before this is sutra side talk each week we talk what we've been playing and watching as well as select news that like i said we're not doing any any of uh this week uh what we will talk about is hi-fi rush and a little bit of valheim uh james and i both played hi-fi rush which is on xbox pc game pass all that stuff and then valheim i played with uh, some friends in a server on pc and just talk about that experience. Uh, I honestly don't think I'll be talking about that very long at all. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah. Uh, how is your week going, this man? Or how how is your week going? Um, Pretty good. I mean, last week was just like super busy at work, just getting uh, trying to get a bunch of shit done. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't have a lot of time to do stuff so i have been mostly chipping away at playing a little bit of like psvr2 stuff uh so far i've been liking it uh only issue is i have been noticing this weird problem with the right controller specifically where sometimes it doesn't register that i'm touching the like trigger buttons Mm -hmm. which is a thing it's supposed to do and Apparently, this is, like, widespread issues with, like, the right controller specifically, and it seems to be software issues. Hopefully, it's not hardware. I really would rather not have to spend, uh, send one of my controllers in to get fixed. But anyway, like, work has just been busy, so I've been, like, not doing too much, which is why I'm, like, only a few missions into Destiny Lightfall. But get chipping away at that, too. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, I... I took out the entirety of uh, Lightfall uh, Legendary. I went solo, and I did it in the first day it came out. Uh, I think I... I can't believe you actually finished it in a day. Uh, it took the whole day. Um, there were parts I kept getting stuck on. I was getting annoyed at certain levels where I died too many times to count, to say the least. Um, I actually ran a whole loadout the entire time, the same loadout. And somehow made it through on Legend. And it was just like Ostringer. Uh, and uh, I forget what the... I think it's Hollowed Path. The uh, uh, Void Trace Rifle that you get from Season of the Haunted. And mm. uh, the... Oh, was it the... Um, I think it was Galhorn. I just used Galhorn. And then at a certain point, it was like until the, the boss level that I actually finally changed my weapons. But otherwise, the entire time, I was just like, yeah, I'll just use this. And I want to say halfway through, uh, up the first half, I just used uh, whatever I got, like whatever the armor was. I didn't even care. I was like, oh, this is fine. And it was awful because, you know, I don't have any good stats. I'm not trying to go for anything. So I'm just like surviving, but going through still. And then there was a certain point I was just like, 
okay, I'm gonna have to try it out and started infusing things. And I, I started like swallowing up upgrade modules like no tomorrow. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about Destiny soon enough, uh, either in three weeks, three to five weeks, depending on what's going on. Cause at the end of the month, I'm going to yeah. like a bachelor party in Atlanta. And uh, I might be gone a second week after that, uh, depending on what goes on. I might be in Orlando too for a bit. But we'll see what's going to happen because what is going to be interesting with Lightfall is I'm trying to get guests for that show or shows. Lightfall is going to be two parts, most likely. And we're also accounting for, you know, when the raid comes out and everything else. So I plan on hopefully having four people on for the show, including us, uh, for each episode, whether or not they're the same people for both episodes or not. And if we're lucky, maybe we can record it all in one day, but I'm not trying to force people here for like three to four hours depending on what's going on uh but it's gonna be highly detailed episodes uh otherwise uh next week we have an anime episode two animes so it's not gonna be three topics again but it'll be the uh part two of spy family as well as the final season third and final season of mob psycho uh momo will be joining us again for that and i'm working to see if we can get a fourth guest but since it's only a week away I don't want to promise anything. We might get someone, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, and then, you know, we got shit coming up for The Last of Us. We have uh, Hogwarts Legacy probably way after Destiny, if I'm going to be honest. But uh, there's plenty of other shows going on right now, too. Attack on Titan's back. Demon Slayer's coming back, but those will be later on. Uh, Mandalorian's back now as well. So there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about pretty, pretty soon. Uh, so, oh, I almost forgot. We're gonna probably go see like Ant Man and Cocaine Bear and Creed Three. Yeah. So, there's, so there's literally movies. a movie coming out every week for throughout March and April. So, in the span of the this month and next month, there's ten movies I want to say that'll be we'll talk about over time. Uh, I don't. I think you know this will be a, that that'll be like a three topic episode where we just knock out three of them in one because they're not gonna be like too long each, but. That's suggestive of what's going on. I just wanted to give you all a heads up there. Uh, but otherwise, ready to jump into Hi-Fi Rush? Yeah. So you beat this way before I did, and I just want to get the, I guess, the area of difficulty and how much you did out of the way. So for me first, uh, I did it on normal. And I just ran through the main campaign, uh, the main story. Uh, I know there was like end game content. You can kind of, it was like basically new game plus. Uh, I didn't yeah. do that. Uh, how far did you go? Um, I played it on normal. I did a little bit of exploring to get some of the like life upgrades and stuff like that. Um, but, and I would like to go back and do all the, um, I forget what the special doors are called, but like in, some of the spectra levels doors. there spectra doors yeah in some of the levels there are these like doors that you can't open and like the main character will comment on them and they'll literally just say like can't open it so i guess we'll, we'll come back to it later worry yeah about it. and they literally basically say like don't worry about it for now and eventually like when you be beat the game they're like oh hey you, those doors are open now go basically replay the levels for higher score and also like you get to keep your uh, upgrades and stuff that you've already purchased so 
it's just like it's like way easier to get a higher score because you have like more moves unlocked and stuff like that uh and the only reason why or the main reason why i still want to go back and do those doors is just i really enjoyed playing this game it's it's so fun it is really fun also some of the songs are like really catchy yeah that's the thing so for those that haven't played hi-fi rush yet i I guess two things one you could if you don't have game pass you know uh you can get it on pc or xbox uh yeah i think it's like 30 bucks it's absolutely worth the 30 dollars for those that it's it's from tango gameworks for those that don't know who they are uh sorry to sidestep there uh they are the guys that did evil within one and two and the most recent game ghostwire tokyo and i think it was yeah ghostwire tokyo and that was like the playstation exclusive game right before they they had like announced it and then they got bought because they're part of bethesda they got bought by microsoft and everything else so right now it's like that game is coming out to xbox later on but uh i actually never played any of their other games like i haven't touched evil within one or two yeah i i own at least evil within two and i meant to play it at some point it's like i hear they're all really good i just never got around to it i I still plan on getting ghostwire tokyo for ps5 surely for the fact that they did say they did a lot of tempest audio specific things for the game Mm. so I, i do and i already have like deathloop on ps5 as well and if anything it's kind of like the hey here's your last chance to play games from these developers on playstation before it's exclusively on like xbox and pc but uh it's funny that i played in it's actually dead their newest game first before any of that (laughs) yeah no it's actually really funny uh in the trailer that they showed for hi-fi rush at the event that they like shadow dropped this game at because that was one of the weird things is microsoft literally was just like here's a game it's we're announcing it and it's literally out today and it came out of nowhere and it's literally one of the, the best games i've played in a long time probably it's a good ref- just, it's a it's a good refreshment after recently being yeah. close to protocol i will say yeah and like the the trailer specifically was like from tango gameworks the makers of e- evil within one and evil within two no seriously it is those guys like they specifically say that they, they, they joke about it because it's definitely a very different tone it to any of their previous games i mean the thing with like ghostwire tokyo too even though i've i've seen a lot of like gameplay previews of it it it's not as it's not supposed to be as horror oriented as like evil within but it's still more in that vein uh whereas hi-fi rush is completely different you wouldn't even believe that it's from the same developers really and it's from a japanese studio nevertheless this is like the only japanese bethesda studio if, if i recall and technically now the also only xbox studio that's in japan if if i if i'm correct maybe i don't know uh but the i forget what the head of tango used to be like she was the creative director she left and started uh, unseen which is the new developer that's going to be creating uh games in japan they're currently still recruiting and i'm not sure what their project's going to be i can't remember what her name is but she's like really big she's the one that came out during that one conference for bethesda and was like hello you know um uh when they were doing yeah when she was doing they were talking about evil within too uh and it was just funny seeing this happy like woman that's coming out for this horror game (laughs) it's just like all energetic and stuff uh but hi-fi the influence that i feel like when i'm playing this game I'm feeling a lot of different things, uh, mainly Insomniac. I, I'm getting so many Insomniac vibes from a little them. Bit. One, it's the kind of taking it easy 
vibe of Ratchet and Clank, where everything is just kind of jokish a little bit. You got a lot of sense of humor going on. Uh, and then Sunset Overdrive, which is also a very kind of like rock-fueled game where you're just running around what feels like L.A. sort of, and it's just like, oh, you know, everything's crazy. And you're just, you know, it doesn't really matter with the story too much. You're just having fun blasting all these different weapons yeah. and having a good time. And it feels like they combined both of those as well as, like, I guess what, like Guitar Hero? Uh, and A little bit. It was interesting that it's like a rhythm-based action brawler, yes. I guess. Yeah. And, like, I like that you don't necessarily have to be good at the rhythm aspects. Like, you don't... It's just that you do more damage and stuff if you uh, hit on the beat to the music. And so you don't have to worry about being good. It just gives you a better score and makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, the... If you... When the... The whole time this music is playing, and they got a lot of licensed music in here, and it'll even have, like, when the song changes, it'll show, like, as if it was, like, a either an intro to an anime opening or a music video where it's like, oh, artist, song, album, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and it's, I like that. you're like, oh, okay, cool. A new song's about to play. And you're hearing it. And when you're doing any type of attack, it goes along with uh, the music. Or when someone is attacking, it also kind of goes along depending on what's going, what's ha- yeah. like their attacks have rhythm too. And depending on that, it goes everything from, oh, I can block to the rhythm. I can attack to the rhythm. And if you, you know, usually blocking to the rhythm is the only way you can block for the most part. Otherwise, you're going to get hit probably. Whereas for the yeah. attack, uh, if you do hit on the rhythm, you get damage bonuses. Especially if you get like that last hit where it's got the little circle coming in. Uh, yeah. You'll get like good, perfect, great, whatever. But depending on that, it'll increase the bonus of damage you do to an enemy, which is really great. Uh I also really appreciated how many different ways there are to track the rhythm in this game. So if you're just really bad at hearing the rhythm and thankfully for me by like the second half of the game, I got pretty good at just like feeling the beat, Mm -hmm. I guess. But like if, if you press the like back button or the select button, whatever on the Xbox controller, it, instead of bringing up a map, uh, this game, it, it just brings up like the uh, rhythm bar, which I I like that if you don't want to have that on the screen, you could just put it away. And like the the cat, 808, like the it turns into this like little flying ball that like follows you around and that pulses to the beat and your health bar pulses to the beat and literally everything in the environment like moves in some way along with the beat. So like, I love that there are just visual ways. If you're bad at just like hearing and following along with the song, there are visual ways to try to keep along with the beat. And I thought that was really nice. Yeah. Plus it just like looks really cool that like everything in the world is just constantly moving and just, this game not only do i like the character like every one of the characters it's just the world is so stylish and interesting and just memorable yeah it really it took a very surprise it, it, it surprised me a lot because one you know we didn't know this game was going to come out until it came out and then two you're like oh, okay well it looks like an indie game from a AAA developer, so that'll be interesting, and you play it, and you're yeah, like... I literally was like, well, I got Game Pass, I'll give it a shot, I yeah. guess. Yeah, <laughs> and you just start going through it, and you're like... The the the, the, like the, the, the cutscenes for it feel very, like, 
if you feels like you're watching an animated movie or an animated show. Dude, I was laughing and had like a dumb smile on my face like pretty much the entire time I was playing this game. Yeah, because you're playing an idiot the whole time. It's great. Dude, Chai Ch- is so funny. The main character, his name is Chai. And he's just like this dude who has like this red scarf that's like really long. He dresses up like a punk rocker. I love rocker. he applies for the Project Armstrong thing and the, the robot. I love how like bored the robot was. And it's like you, like your occupation is rock star <laughs> he's like yeah future rock star and he's just like he thinks he's so cool and he's like i've never played an instrument before <laughs> really he's not ever even like touched a guitar uh which was yeah. hilarious but uh he's fun and the whole thing about him is like he keeps winging it and he isn't good at like subtlety or understanding what other characters are talking about because he's literally an idiot. He doesn't like get what they're talking about half the time. So he's not really listening. And he's like, these are really big words or even if, when he uses certain words, he has no idea what they mean. So which causes more issues if it's like, Oh, talk this person down, proceeds to talk to them, gets oh them God, pissed off because so he says the wrong thing. And he's like, Oh, what is that? What does oblivious mean? <laughs> it's like, he's oblivious to the word oblivious, but he says it anyway. Like, one of the funniest things is, like, in between missions, you can kind of just, like, hide, uh, talk to people at the hideout. And you can also, like, when you go on the couch to select the next mission, one of the options is, like, hear Chai's inner thoughts. And he constantly is like, hmm, people seem to think I know what I'm doing. I should just keep going. Yeah. Like, he's aware that he's, like doesn't know what he's doing but it's like working so until it just stops working he's gonna just keep on going it's like it's fine don't worry about it it's, it's okay yeah. uh otherwise you know you get uh supporting characters that come in and help you out but they're not only your supporting cast they become part of your combat mechanics as well and yeah you know the game when you're doing it's like james said it's a brawler but it's like hack and slash like you you get this like metal guitar that you're running around, you're hitting people with it. I thought that was so cool that he has like this metal rod that just like attracts bits of metal and it happens to always assemble into a guitar. Yeah. For him. I think it's probably from his own manifestation of like what he wants it to be. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I want a guitar. Well, I love like the real, re- like the real purpose of his arm is like waste disposal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they give him like a trash disposal arm and his arm, he just uses it in like a really cool creative way. Uh, which the whole thing is about creativity for the most part. Like each of these characters is has their own like quirk or unique like personality trait or uh, fighting style, I guess you would say. And yeah, like Peppermint is super smart and she fights with like a laser gun essentially. Yeah. Um, Macaroon and they're all kind of really smart, but also but Macaroon except for Chai. is like really yeah really shy but also extremely strong. Uh, he can just like straight up break shit that's supposed to be impossible. He reluctantly to will he will fight him. reluctantly. Yeah, more or less. Um, Cinnamon doesn't really like fight for you, but I I just love that he has like a blank expression on his face because he's a robot. So he just literally uses his face as a like whiteboard. And just keeps changing his emotions his every single time. Yeah, just to be like, look, I yeah. am emoting this. And then you have Corsica. And then like Corsica. Yeah, yeah like she might be one of my favorite just because I love her accent. And it's like a just, Scottish like, accent yeah and it's cool because she like starts off as an enemy and she's like huh maybe they maybe those kids are right maybe maybe vandalay industries is doing some shady shit yeah and 
you know, each one, I guess to say first with like the combat with the main character, you're going through, you got that, like I said, that melee weapon and you have everything from like, oh, here's, you know, light attack and heavy attack and light attack. You can do like multiple hits a bunch of times to like hit somebody and you'll get like the, the finisher at the end of like the little circle you want to do at the rhythm. Uh, heavy attacks is usually like three hits or something. So of course, you know, heavier attacks, slower, uh, but more powerful. And you can purchase from like a store that you get, which is also another Ratchet and Clank thing. You're more or less getting nuts and bolts. Like it's all this like oh, yeah. gear that you're compiling. I've been breaking like boxes and shit to get it. Yeah, kind of it's it's pretty, it's very, it's so Ratchet and Clank, but it doesn't, it's not like an, it's not like a full clone. Actually, it also has the grapple. It has the grapple too. It's like oh, yeah. shouldn't click. Um, not against it. It's still. I love that they have it. Every aspect of this is fantastic. But uh, you purchase like you use the currency in the game to purchase everything from here's standard attack moves, here's special moves, here's moves for your uh, part, like your uh, crew that help you out when you summon them for a second. And they have, like, a much smaller amount of, like, things you can purchase for them. But uh, they it's, like, stuff that still works out to help you. Yeah. It's just, like, by the end of the game, once you have, like, most of those things unlocked, you can do some, you can string together some really cool combos. Yeah. And you just have to remember to do them because otherwise you're just kind of, like, doing the standard thing. And you're like, oh, wait, why yeah. am I doing this? And, like, you'll turn on. Uh, there's this cool little above your uh, health meter is a battery charge. And when you do that, it kind of unlocks, like, super attack as well. And honestly, for the most of the game, I kept forgetting to press R on the keyboard to do it. I'm like, oh, right, I have this. And like, I forgot during like the final boss and I hit it and I just like <laughs> KO'd him immediately. And I'm like, oh, yeah, huh? this would have been much faster. Yeah. It's also cool that you can use instead of like, like a pretty much all of your bar, you can use just like single chunks yeah. to summon your characters for like special hits. And like some of those are really flashy and cool. And another cool thing is, uh, you're you're collecting multiple different types of things. You're collecting your currency. You're collecting batteries that give you like that supercharge. You're collecting health, uh, which also comes with different like amounts as well, more than I expected. And you're also collecting uh, little like pieces, kind of like God of War, kind of like Ratchet, where there's like it's yeah, health, there's, like health bar upgrades. Um... Like Zelda style, like chunks where you have to like get enough of them, and then it becomes like a, a full health upgrade. I mean, it's like God of War on it, um, older God of War. I guess God yeah. of War too. Um, the and then like oh, I forget what the item was, but like basically something that gives you more of the that like battery bar for your special. Yeah, the super pretty much um, the super bar. And then yeah. you can also get little chips as well uh, that will uh, give you currency. You could get like literally Mega Man style energy tanks for like excess uh, to if you basically to refill your health later. Yeah. Uh, there's also like actual mega sized batteries that you would get for your super too. So like if you're low on it, you could just press like three on the keyboard and it would like refill it a good amount, not maybe full, but it's something like I'd always try to remember not to use unless, oh, here's another one because they don't really stack. So either use this one now and pick that one up or if I see my like battery level super low where I might I might get like some new like smaller batteries, it's not really gonna fill up all the way. So then I'll just like use it then. Um, but you have all those. Uh, and then like I said, those all help out for your different combos of attacks and everything else. And 
then the other thing is uh, chips, which, I, like I said, you can collect chips and everything else. And that's a thing that kind of, it's like a passive booster for you where you can keep purchasing slots for it. And you can also, like, each chip is like a specific thing. Some are oriented to your uh, crew that can help you out. Some are just like other traits that are just for you. The one I utilized, of course, was the uh, health one where it replenishes more health for you. And you can purchase more slots for chips, which, you know, you can have two level one chips and each chip can go up to level three. But if you level that chip up, which is very interesting. So if you level a chip up, uh, you have the option of still only utilizing one of those levels in the slot because a, yeah, a level two really chips cool. will take up two slots. Uh, and for me- It offers a lot of variety of like, customizing how you want to like fight people yeah and stuff but like still that. like because how much chip uh slots cost limits you a lot of which ones you want to use yeah i didn't experiment with it a lot i did not either it's so expensive to level that up uh especially for me i kept using it all up on uh attack moves for all my partners and stuff and Same. that's why i want to like play level or to do like a second playthrough mm. just to like earn enough stuff to play around with those chips. Yeah, I know I personally, what I used, I ended up having three slots. I just did all three levels of the health uh, revive because that really helped me out near the end portion. I liked using the one that gives you like more time before your combo uh, resets. Mm, that's good, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but there's that. And then like I said, uh, besides those like standard attack moves and all the special like combos you can kind of do, uh, each ally bring something to the table and the interesting thing is I, I liked it like at a certain point you get all three there's three allies you get and you summon them and they're there for literally like three seconds really like a single move usually. yeah and then they'll fly back out and you'll see like they have a little like they, they have a little picture uh, right below your health bar and it'll yeah. be like, they have like a cool yeah it'll time. do a full cooldown until you can summon them again but the cool thing is uh you can switch between them so like you could summon one switch to the next one, summon that one immediately, switch to the next one, summon that one immediately. And then if you switch back again to the first one you used, it'll already be ready to go again. Yeah, usually their cooldown is pretty slow. Uh, pretty Even hard. with that, yeah. Except for maybe Macaroon. And it's funny too, because there's chip sets that also like, uh, the chips will basically make their cooldown go shorter. And you mm -hmm. can upgrade those insanely. So you can... it's, also, it's significant too. But it's their cooldown already was short enough, especially when you're switching. So it's not even really necessary at the same yeah. time. But each one, so Peppermint uh, does like a blast move. And it is really good for damage against enemies. You're just like, you just hit alt, like left alt uh, as you're still fighting and she'll just help you out. The other thing is each one has a specific purpose in combat, but yeah. also traversing levels. For Peppermint, her blaster will take down shields. So uh, it'll be like shield generator type shields because there's another shield we'll talk about in a second. But uh, it'll be like this big old blue over shield. And I love that like it will, maybe if it's a bigger enemy, it'll take a couple summons of her to take it down. Uh, but otherwise, once that shield's down, it's a regular enemy again that you can kind of do what you need to. The other thing is during regular levels, there'll be shielded areas that you got to summon her for to help you out too. And she'll like basically help you proceed with areas uh, that way by shooting. And the other being uh, Macaroon. And he is like the heavy. Uh, his is breaking like 
I guess barriers like yeah I, yeah I forget what the material was called it's like they armor breaking. name yeah but, but it's like yeah, the armored it, enemies that have like thick shield like thick armor and it's like a physical yeah. shield like a wall so his is basically shattering that and there's maybe doors you can't get through or barriers in the levels too when you're not in combat and he'll basically take those out too and the whole thing with him too is you have to tr- you have to make sure you get his attack on the when the little ring like when you're doing a lot of attacks and like other things there's a little ring that's kind of going in and out and that's when it's like telling you like oh go to the beat go to the beat so for him you want to get it right so when he does the punch it'll actually work otherwise it'll like his for some reason i messed up the most it was a little in the beginning uh it took a bit because you wait for that little like middle portion where it kind of flashes for a second and i always forget that so i must hit it like a second like a, a, a millisecond too soon and he's like, oh, yeah. but uh, there's him. And then there's Corsica, who has like a staff that will blow wind and disorient enemies. And yeah, yeah. I, she was super useful because like she not only made it made enemies susceptible to being um, disoriented, stunned yeah. or whatever the. Yeah. Um, and then she also could blow out fires because later on in, in the game, enemies show up that like can set fire to the uh, arenas. And a lot of standard ones too that actually give you fire damage. Yeah. Uh, and then she also can like, uh, I guess, power up these like wind power generators. That is another platforming thing. That's why like one of my favorite levels in the game is like after uh, you find out that like. Um, Kale has been using um, Spectra to mind control his mom so he could be in charge, basically. Uh, and Chai goes through the whole, you know, going through everyone, um, uh, encouraging him throughout the game or throughout his uh, their journey so he could, like, break through the shield. I, I love the line, I don't need a guitar. I am a rock star. And then he immediately makes another guitar. And Cinnamon's like, I thought you didn't need a guitar. Like, yeah, but this is cooler. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. <laughs> And then, like, they uh, they all, like, b- break through the window, like, land outside, and they're like, hey, Kale, we got beef. And I, I love the whole, like, one, the song for that level is just, it's been stuck in my head for, like, the entire time since I, well, frequently since I beat the game, because I just find, think it's a fun song. Uh, but I just, I love that you all are working as a team, and as you're, as Chai is trying to, like, platform through the level to get back to Kale to, like, just defeat him yeah everyone is helping you along the way to like clear the path for you and stuff and i just i love how it all like comes together at that end at the end like that oh definitely uh i think having just so many options to choose from from such a short game it it felt very strange because i i'm not sure how long it took me to beat this game i want to say it was probably between six and eight hours most likely yeah it's not that long uh it's yeah it's pretty short uh, but I guess like if you look at other, if you compared it to an indie game, it's longer than an indie game, but shorter than your standard AAA, much shorter. So it's just that weird little like awkward point of like, oh, hey, this is actually what older games from AAA used to be like in length. It's weird. <laughs> it does feel like a PlayStation 2 game. It does. Like a yeah. really, really good one. And the graphics are fantastic too, because it's full it's these it's a nice like like i said it looks like an animated show and do some of the facial animations and the cutscenes, and especially the like actually animated parts or the uh, that sounds weird but like the there's a definite 
difference between like gameplay graphics and then like cutscenes sometimes were like fully animated uh like out of engine i guess i don't know maybe not but it just like it i think that's one of the reasons why i liked it so much was there's so much character put into just even like how pe- the characters express themselves and stuff especially chai yeah uh and the interesting thing is like you you'll have and 808 i love that you'll game. have cutscenes go through multiple different points of the game but in between like it'll do a couple different things it'll do like a show character on screen doing something but it's not like cutscene mission report and uh not even mission report but it'll show like the character doing something and they're like kind of like mouth moving a little bit but instead you'll have the uh text bubble with their face doing oh, more of a talk there so it'll be their face there with it still full narration full dialogue you'll be hearing everything it's not like you're reading it only or something uh and then uh other points it's only that so instead of having someone there you just have like maybe you're in the uh base room that you're usually with your crew before you go on to the next mission same thing there where it's just like the person there but mainly you're focusing on the little uh text box with the character's head next to it talking uh and usually that persists through the missions too so when you're running through the levels they'll just pop up there talking to you uh, as you go through and it's still like well animated everything sounds natural when they're all talking and it's just really enjoyable because the whole thing is i'm really listening i have my headphones on playing this it's you're listening for two reasons one the characters are actually interesting enough that you want to keep hearing them talk Two, the music is so enjoyable and like you're, you're going through the rhythm you actually need to listen for a lot uh, of points really help uh just because when attacks are happening that are very much rhythm oriented when you're either deflecting or you're instigating an attack you have to really pay attention to the beat and sometimes it's not even watching like you could potentially certain areas do it with your eyes closed because you're just listening to the beat and you want to focus on that more than anything to get like the defenses down right or like take an enemy down because there's certain ones that'll like if you mess up you have to do it over and over and over until you get it right and meanwhile your health is like going down and down and down yeah there's some that are like difficult because you're like oh i just had it or or something uh and there's areas like because it has different versions like there's certain like i guess you would call them mini boss enemies that are just like they're not like the end of the level boss they're just like dudes that have uh, a lot more health attack uh and when you get them down to their like last little bar they'll do like some crazy attack that you have to do a full like deflection combo to beat which usually it's either like block 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 but at like different points of like it's not like just like you just do it it's like block 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 yeah block. the ones and like that kind of the style. ones that had like really long delays i hated because i, I yeah you gotta you gotta remember because it doesn't even go you're not watching it anymore you're listening going like oh how long is the pause there and you have to remember that for the attack and that's and the hardest thing to memorize add, like dodging to those yeah like routines and i was just like oh my god it's like given it's so much harder. yeah because yeah once they there's like a full dodge thing and that's a little bit more difficult especially too because like it'll be like block dodge block 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 <laughs> then you're like wait yeah. how long was that pause and then you go in like it's like three attempts later okay i think i might get it now maybe we'll see meanwhile i'm like looking at my health and it's like oh i fucked up 
like three times. So now I have like just this much health left because I kept screwing up. Uh, it's annoying when you screw it up, but it's not like I wanted to throw a controller or anything. I'm just kind of like, it's oh, only really annoying whatever. Because like some of them, you like you said, you have to get it like the beat done. Yeah. Or else it'll just, well, I guess I had, I did a few times get lucky on one of those like samurai characters and just like actually dodged when they were doing their like start that combo move yeah and you can do enough damage to them if you're lucky to kill them before they do it again but it's just eventually once you get used to it it's honestly easier just to like go through that like block combo thing yeah and just do it and the crazy thing is there's a variety of enemies they have in this game there is a lot oh, yeah. where I can't even name them all. Like I could try to list them, but there's no like just you could look it up and see all the variety. And actually, the funny thing is at a, there's a certain level you actually go through a museum and the museum showcases every single enemy type you fight. So that kind of yeah. like helps you out going like, oh, yeah. So these are all the different ones. And besides that, this whole thing is you're fighting in a giant like corporation campus. Uh, and besides all these like enemies that you're fighting that are robots there's a lot of maintenance robots worker robots and all of them have these personalities and you're going through the levels and you can actually listen to their dialogue each one practically and a lot of them there's like these dudes that are just like oh man i can't believe i have to do this thing well yeah. oh i'm like really low on energy so i'm gonna act like my battery's dead and just like go like this and it, each one is just a ridiculous set of lines that they're going through there's little like vacuum they're bots like surprisingly human for robots yeah they, and it's just funny because a lot of them just sound like hippies or some like surfer people it's it's really funny uh there's little vacuum bots that you can destroy and i selectively would do it it wasn't something i would always do but i'm like oh wait you can actually destroy them i know yeah. i know you can hit them and they'll like run around like them, ah. yeah they're like self-preservation mode activity. yeah you can destroy them and get a bunch of gear like a bunch of uh oh currency and stuff so i was like forgive me for what i must do i always just felt so bad <laughs> i felt so bad and then i was like wait you can get gear you can basically get money from them oh man i'm so sorry i have to do this now <laughs> I have to kill you, little robot. Uh, it's like the Kylo Red. Like, I, I know what I must do, but I don't know if they have the strength. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so you have all them. There's That's the thing, too. Even with this, all these maintenance bots, there's so many variations of them, too. I'm not saying, like, oh, here's another one talking about a different thing. I mean, like, visually, model style. Like, they're, they do different robotic models. And there's a bunch of different ones, and it's really cool how fleshed out it is of like enemies I love maintenance. The Schwarzenegger oh yeah, there's yeah, there's like Schwarzenegger enemies. Like get them right now. Uh, and then mm. there's like yeah, the samurai one, which uh, I do get why people say it's the hard, like one of the harder ones. For me, actually, let's talk about this right now. Uh, not counting bosses right now, just talking about the standard like enemies and mini boss type ones. Uh, which would you say were the most annoying or difficult for you? Initially, it was the samurai, but um, I probably most hated. I think it was like the one of the smaller guys that looks like he's riding a bike or something. Oh, because like he he drops the <laughs> shield. The shield. Yeah, I hated that shit. Yeah, I feel that yeah, mostly because it was like it wasn't hard to destroy the shield generator, but for some reason the dude like that drops them he he keeps moving and he was so hard to just kill because he would never stay still yeah 
Uh, dude, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I think for me, it was at the very first samurai. And then once I got the samurai down, samurais were easy to deflect. I just focused on yeah. deflecting and I'd kill them fairly quickly. The one I did not like was the bird or like that was the I was going to say the falcon dude is like the second because if not the, the number yeah, one. that one was really annoying uh, that I had like a lot of trouble fighting that one. I do agree with the bike, though. I think that and then not the main flame mini boss, but when they standard like the standard regular sized robots start getting the flame yeah, they just start, like, and they all come at you flames all over the place it oh sucks. my god that was that was killing me i'm like oh my god it's like uh, and the funny thing is it's just like oh yeah wasd for uh uh running around when you're on fire just like keep clicking those to get off of fire and yeah. i'm like dude <laughs> keep getting burned corsica help me put out the fire <laughs> at least she had a really low like cooldown. yeah so you could like because she was needed to put out those fires. Yeah. So they kind of needed her to be able to be used a lot. And then uh, I guess the we have six bosses we go through. And even the bosses were all memorable. Like the dude, I thought Rekka was going to be my favorite because she, she was like the first one. Because I just love she's like this big, like brutish woman who's just like, I'm Rekka. I'm the best. I'm in manufacturing. I'm a destroyer. <laughs> And then, like, everyone else was, like, somehow just as memorable as she was. Yeah, and I for- I almost forgot about her because, like, I-, I had a big lull in the game where, like, I got through the first two. Bo- I, like, got halfway through the second boss and then I stopped playing and I got through a lot of, like, Hunt Showdown and Destiny. And then I was like, okay, well, that's done. Oh, I should get to, I finished Lightfall Campaign. I should really finish up High Five so we could talk about that. Um but yeah, Rekka, you have Rekka, you have uh, Zonzo, who's like this crazy I, R&D guy. That boss fight was so funny because he won. Yeah, he's just like absurdly flamboyant. Like they used him for like a bunch of JoJo references because he's just like posing all over the place. Uh, but uh, the way you defeat him is hilarious. I, that it's one of the most make him use up his budget. <laughs> yeah, because he, he literally he's just like but he is so over budget that they're like threatening to cut off all his funding and he's trying to race against the like his funding or whatever i guess to like finish building this super robot to destroy you and you just like make you destroy a bunch of his projects and make him run out of money and so he can't just defeat you yeah it's like oh make this bigger make that bigger and you're like oh you thought that that's not big and he's like you want to bet he's just like sarah the budget please (laughs) and he's like don't worry about it i'll take it out of your bonuses no <laughs> uh, like everyone hates him. It's so funny. Yeah, he was God. And then you have Corsica, who eventually becomes your ally. But you're pretty much mainly actually just trying to talk her down and like do a lot of deflections against her, which is really interesting. Yeah. I love that. Like you kind of mentioned it earlier, but I love that. Like Chai is actually doing a good job of like getting through to her and talking her down. And like literally, the other characters like Macaroon and Pre- Peppermint are like oh my god maybe chai can actually do this he's i think he's actually got this and then yeah he just like proceeds to fuck it up entirely and just piss off course even more they're they're just just like like, no so ridiculous um and then you have mimosa who is a singer who is doing like a concert which is funny this reminds me actually of i think there might have been a little bit of one piece reference in this because she reminds me of queen from one piece who's mm. like this big uh like third like a, a big head honcho of one of the warlords of the uh, emperors of the sea 
and uh, he's also like a dude who performs and everything else. And everyone's like, oh, I love your concerts and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is a Japanese studio. This is very, this is very possible that that could be a thing. I'm not saying it's like that. a direct if, if influence, did, but I'm like, there, there has to be some sliver of Queen in here. I feel like it I has could, to I be. could see if they used Zonzo for a bunch of JoJo references, they could absolutely use another character for like One Piece references. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, which I, if, I, I have to be right. I know I'm right in this. Like it, I, I felt it. And like deep down, I know. Uh, but she's fun because she she's also flying around, but she's also like doing a lot of music. Uh, her yeah, her dress uh, turns into like wings. It's like pretty cool. And uh, multiple backup dancers show up for her to fight, which is hilarious. I love, yeah, dude, I love that Chai shows up as like the shark thing. Oh yeah, he, they're like you have to bring him out. Left left shark. He shows yeah. So it's like the Katy Perry left shark, which was so funny. And he shows up there, and she's like, "You're not on cue, left shark." And he's like, "I'm not left shark." <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to take you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's having trouble taking off the freaking outfit. That was yeah. so good. Uh, then fifth is uh, Rockfort, who's the accountant. He might be my favorite fight. He was the hardest. Besides, I think. Besides maybe uh, Kale. Uh, but the like, fact that he's a werewolf, a, ro- a, ro- a mecha, a mecha werewolf. Because so like right before the fight, Corsica is like, yeah, I don't know. Like people said to look out for Rockfort, uh, uh, Rockfort, because like something about a the sheep and wolves clothing wolf and sheep's clothing clothing or something like that and then like he you proceed to like challenge him to a fight and he straight up just like howls like a wolf and his just body opens up and he turns into like a huge mecha wolf and it's like corsica that was not a mistake that was not a phrase that it was real he's actually a wolf and you're you're like oh i beat him and then he's like no i'm not beat and you're like oh this is going to take like, longer, I, isn't it? <laughs> and I was not expecting them to use, like, Beethoven for a fight. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't, like, a straight-up just a Beethoven song. It was, like, a modernized version of it. But it was, like, a really cool, interesting, like... Very unique there's version. There's so much variety to yeah. the music in this game. And then, finally, Kale, who's, like, the main boss. He's, like, the head of the company and everything else. Uh, yeah. And the crazy thing is, like, each boss fight is completely different. And some have multiple stages that are also completely different. So there's so much variety. There's so much like you have to keep switching up how you're fighting, what you're doing, and which ally maybe you're calling Dude, on the most. I love it even like when you fight Kale, the fight starts with the like, 808, like beating the shit out of him. Oh yeah, you're going for the view of the cat. Like, that was really funny. Yeah. Like I just like I love 808 comes out of nowhere and like smacks him in the face and like peppermint who's like behind another like barrier or something he's like 808 yes 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 get him <laughs> too excited and uh. the great thing about this too is like i mean stray recently came out and you know everyone was just like it's a cat and everyone lost their mind like that's literally if it the fact that they just went it's a game about a cat immediately sold how god knows how many copies people just wanted game with cat they didn't care what what the game was about they just said it's got a cat and i get to be a cat this game brings in this little robotic cat that is actually very fun to have around because one, a lot of the characters will talk through the cat to you. Like that's kind of how you've been communicating with them. And what's what's interesting is to know who's talking when is each character has a specific color. So if it's like green uh, macaroons talking, if it's red, it's course you're talking. If it's like a dark blue, it's a, uh it's peppermint talking peppermint uh but otherwise it has more of like a stand there's like two blues and then there's like the standard blue when 808's just kind of 
doing its own thing. And it's like, I'm a little RoboCat and I float around as a little like cat head. But then when we're stable, like one area, then I turn into a full cat again. Um, and the cat's fun. It's just like a, it, it's this. I totally agree with Paris Lily from the uh, Kind of Funny X cast. He says that like, if not like some of the characters, like 808 should be like one of Xbox's like mascots from now on. Oh, that would work very well. And like Hi-Fi, honestly, Hi-Fi has a lot of mascot power in general with all the characters because they're so colorful they're so vibrant and xbox let's be honest xbox is in dire need of mascots now because their main mascot is a joke at this point and is pretty much needed in very much need of retirement at this point dude like there was a youtuber recently that asked the question or i guess was asked the question by one of his uh, fans and then put it out to twitter like what was worse, like story-wise, Halo Five or the Halo TV series? And it's just like, oh man, that's actually hard to answer. Yeah, could I just take the great journey now and just get this over with, please? Yeah. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> um, but that's the thing, Hi-Fi. It I I haven't played so like I feel like the list of games I want to play that are like smaller. Um, that I, I might be upgrading to the other PlayStation Plus soon because uh, it's like on a discount apparently right now. But uh, I was thinking like, oh, if I do get it, I'll play Stray. And I should finally go back and play Scorn. And uh, what's the what's the Rick and Morty game called again? Um, oh. Uh, uh, oh. Um, you played it. High on, High on Life. High on Life and then Penitent, that Obsidian game. So, like, those four games are, I feel like, are smaller games that I want to go and play. Uh, Pentiment. Pentiment, that's what it is. Uh, and that came out... I started that. It's interesting. That came out, like, last year at the very end. And it's like, oh, here's an Xbox title. And everyone's like, I mean, it's not really the one anyone asked for, but sure. And it's Obsidian. So, you have a yeah, feeling it's, it's so going to be good. That, like, it's so interesting that, like, these random games that come out of nowhere from, X, like, just the studios that Xbox owns now are better than the things that we have been like expecting to see for a long time yeah and it, it's funny because all the the big ones they announced you're like oh where's this one it's like you know it was coming it was in orbit it was showing up and it's like what happened oh the asteroid knocked out of orbit so it went careening into space never to be heard from again yeah. and uh maybe it'll return one day in uh 20 light years i just want to hear about avowed at some point <laughs> i mean you know you have avowed you have fable it's I, that's what i i think avowed is kind of a joke to me now at this point i'm not saying really i'm not saying like obsidian you guys are a joke i'm just like hey we're making a vow and you're like oh shit this is like a skyrim killer it's like it's the elder scrolls killer and then they bought and then they buy bethesda and you're like okay well i mean if anything that means we're gonna get a follow game maybe from obsidian this is what i've always wanted uh but instead they're like we're like oh so what's going on with the vow great news we're talking about some obsidian stuff like oh what is it or here's some more grounded stuff and you're like okay that's not avowed but okay and you know check out this rpg is it avowed no it's pentiment well not even a pentiment yet but they're like you know you're they keep talking about grounded and they have like early access and it like it's now fully launched which i played a little bit and it's really fun it is really fun um then they're like, you know, you're like, well, what about Avowed? And they go, Outer Worlds 2. And you're like, I didn't even ask about that. And why are you oh, talking yeah. about that when this isn't even done yet? And then you're like, okay, fine, whatever. And they're like, we got a game to show you. And it's like, is it Avowed? It's Pentiment. And you're like, what What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> where's Avowed? <laughs> is this a joke? 
<laughs> oh my god it's so crazy how yeah there's like they're working on just like four games and the one everyone like the one i really want to see is just the one that's now buried somewhere deep beneath the earth and you never know when it's going to come back up again uh you also mentioned like the fable game i literally keep forgetting that they announced a fable game was coming at some yeah point. that was funny too huh um and it's like i said I, I, it's nothing against obsidian that much just because like you have to understand obsidian of now all the microsoft studios obsidian is my favorite studio like oh, they're yeah. fantastic and then like yeah fable is just that was it's funny that they even bothered with the cinematic that was a mistake at this point because it's like all you did now is destroy expectations because the game never even saw a gameplay trailer or a second teaser if anything uh there's still that rare game that's been worked on forever that was like post sea of thieves um hellblade it's taking much uh, longer yeah. than i anticipated um Dude, yeah i want that game yeah so and i'm not trying to I rush really development it's one. just the issue of if you announce it, you have to be prepared with all the expectations you come with after announcing it already, uh, never showing it. You're just, it doesn't really make things go better. It just makes things go, you're kind of getting worried a little bit, like whatever, whatever happened here. Um, Perfect Dark is not even, oh, that's wow, not yeah, even that, a, that, that one's not going it's not well. Gotta, yeah, it's not a, it's not a one you want to talk about, but uh, Gears 6, I'm sure we'll get like in the next two years. I think if anything, they'll surprise launch it in the fall or next year because they've been working on a sixth game and we have to deal with all of Kate's mistakes again because she didn't fucking finish her job the first time and it oh, came back yeah. to bite her ass later. Uh, so we have to deal with all that. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Meanwhile, Hi-Fi Rush here comes from the people. Let's let's talk about Tango for a second. All these other studios have announced like all these different games and we're still waiting on them. Some have gone into development hell. Some are just tight lipped and won't say anything. And I get it. Meanwhile, Tango is like, Hey, we just finished up our PlayStation game. Here's another game. And you're like, what? I wasn't even, you were literally last on the list because you just released a game last year. Like you weren't even on the radar. You were like, you have the most leeway to be like, not, thought about like there's no expectations no pressure or anything take your time no here's a game we have it ready also yeah, this game came out, came out of nowhere was completely unexpected and it was fantastic yeah uh needless to say like i mean callisto protocol um that was you know we already talked it was okay and it came out last year so i'm not even counting it towards this year but i've so far beaten all the way like beaten two games uh, and I, I really want to do like a dozen games this year. I want to do like one game a month at least. Um, or at least around like for each month, I want to beat a game, something like that. And if I miss a month, then I'll two games the next month or whatever. Uh, I think that this game has potential to at least, at the very least, be in my top five of the year, uh, depending on what else comes out this year. And, you know, God of War and Horizon are out of the way now. They, they, they're not going to uh take up everything right now the competition for this is like what lightfall which uh i'm gonna be honest right now i like this more than lightfall because the campaign for lightfall was kind of disappointing but you got like hogwarts legacy dead space remake jedi survivor starfield i guess um depending i, I don't i really i, I don't know i really don't know how that's gonna go um and then like uh i 
what else is actually oh spider-man 2 fucking that's that's probably the biggest thing coming out this year it's probably spider-man 2 uh other than that like hi-fi really has a lot going for it at this point and i would be shocked if it doesn't get some form of award either as like an action adventure game or as like uh like i don't even i feel like they could put it I, i feel like its score should be in there for sure like you can't not it was so, like you're having fun listening to this, so I would be shocked if it doesn't. Yeah, there get, has like, to be some... a category for best like. There is for score, um, yeah. but uh, it's yeah, God of War or art style <laughs> like that kind of like. There's a lot of different things it could win for. We'll see what happens, but uh, I'm. It's not a game I'm gonna forget by the end of the year. Like I'll, I'm sure I'll bring it up some point at the end of the year again, um, and I would like to go back and do like more of the stuff for it. It's just one of those things where I still have to even go back to Ghost of Tsushima. So uh, I'm not necessarily trying to play this again until maybe like a sequel's on the horizon. Uh, just because like too many other games right now and still too much of a backlog. But yeah, that's about it. Uh, anything else from you? Can't recommend this game more. Yeah. it's it, I just really enjoyed it. Even if you're like... I'm not even particularly good at rhythm games, and I still enjoyed it. Like, if you have Game Pass, play this before anything else right now. Yeah. Uh, and even if you don't, it's absolutely worth, like, the 30 bucks yeah. it costs. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, I would say just if you are worried, like, oh, I don't want a Game Pass, like, just fork the money down and just buy this game. It is worth it. It is a $30 game, mm-hmm. and that is alone worth it. How often do you get, like, a, a $30 game from a first-party studio? That is very rare at this point. Now everything's going up to like 70 bucks. So take advantage of this and play it. Enjoy it. You'll probably get a couple playthroughs out of it if you really want. Um, and it's worth every cent for sure. Yeah. Uh, that is it for Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, next up, uh, like I said, I'm playing Valheim, which I wasn't really sure how I was going to feel about it because uh, the game was bought for me by a friend because they're like, you really should play with us. It's really fun. And I'm like, is this like Minecraft with like Vikings? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'll try it. <laughs> and I'm playing and I'm like, I need to build a house. I need to get all these weapons and armor. And <laughs> I'm like getting into it. And I'm like, Viking world is really cool. And the whole thing is, like I said, it's like kind of, it's just like Minecraft where you're more or less building your town or house, whatever you want to really be building. Uh it depends also how many players you have you know people play minecraft solo if they really want to but this was not a game i would ever play solo i don't really like any of those games solo because if it's not with a bunch of people i really don't see the point of it uh so right yeah the survival game genre is definitely like more fun with groups i would say it's like a survival build game more than any yeah uh but like I th- I would say if you don't have if you want to play the solo, I couldn't recommend it because it's just not something I would personally do. Uh, but if you have a group of friends, like if it was just, at, I would say if you have at least three friends that don't want to play this, you should do it. I think we did it. There was like uh, eight to ten of us, not always necessarily on at the same time, but uh, a rotation where if I went on, there was usually at least two other people on uh, playing it. And you're, you're pretty much like, oh, establish a base wherever and build it up. And at night, you know, creatures come and attack you and you have to defend and survive. Uh, 
uh, get resources to build more, craft more, upgrade, and kind of evolve into the next age of development type stuff. Like, you're going from, like, using just, like, uh, wood and rocks to stone to metals and whatnot and just uh, evolving over and over and over as you get more and also like defeat these bosses that give you buffs when you take them out and uh, you get portals eventually too that like kind of help you go from like place to place because you know it's a viking type game so you're gonna have to build boats to explore other continents that have other resources and it goes by I, I honestly haven't played minecraft in forever so i forgot how it really is but there's different zones dude so like different i guess regions of sorts where you know the easiest is like forest and then from forest it's uh i want to say swamp and then it's like uh snow and then plains and then mist lands and there might be one or two i'm missing there might be like one i'm missing but each different like biome, I guess you'd say, has a higher difficulty. So if you're like look like a, a an older type of armor and weapons, and you go into like, and you're like basically at swamp level stuff, and you go into the plains, you're gonna get mad like a little goblin dude will be like, ah, blah, 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 and you're like, what the fuck is that? They're, chucks a little spear at you, and you're just like, basically you explode, and you're like, what the fuck happened? And it's like you you weren't leveled up for it, dude. Your, your armor is shit compared to the goblin that just through its little spear because the planes are like the the second highest area so it's a little bit like of a fantasy um viking yeah setting uh, so it's not like just our world there's like these dwarves that are they also look like goblin type creatures um they're like gray dwarfs i think that's what they're called uh so it's like these weird looking like grayish creatures that also could be red and whatnot but there's like each faction has like different types of units and stuff uh but there's like gray dwarves in the forest areas there's also like trolls and when you're first really playing the game you have like 10 people trying to kill this troll and it's like throwing you around and killing you immediately and you're just like oh god it's a troll and he comes over to your like little like fort and starts destroying your walls and you're like oh my god and then like you level up later on to where you're like, yeah, I'm going out into the snow or I'm going out into the plains and fighting. And before that, you go through the forest and there's a troll and you're like, let me, let me deal with this motherfucker for a second. And you just like chuck a few, like shoot a few arrows, uh, run at him with a sword, dead. And you're like, you know, this guy used to be hard and now he's nothing. Um, but each area, like I said, it's got its own set of resources own set of enemies so you're not you're gonna find some of the same enemies not actually no you won't each one has a completely different set the only time it overlaps is let's say like oh all these are next to each other you go to a an island that's pretty big in the center is a snowy area and surrounded is like a swamp but in a small section of the swamp there's also plains or like at the coast or something so uh, the swamp, which will have like Draugr, uh, will fight plains goblins, and you're just like, oh, they all fight each other too. You're not necessarily having to fight all of them, uh, but they'll still attack you if they see you. Not necessarily everyone ignores each other, but uh, there have been times when I play, and I actually get saved because two different factions will start attacking each other, and I'm able to like get away if I'm not like strong enough or I'm really low on health. But uh, it's a thing, too, where you're making sure you have to consume food because your health will lower from not eating. Uh, and there's so much stuff to craft. Like, it goes from just, like, crafting for survival 
that you get strong enough, you're going to craft for cosmetic style. You're like, I want to build a nice, beautiful inside area with, like, good carpet and, uh, like, trophies everywhere and weapon stands and everything else. Like, I went from, like, this little hovel that it was called, um, we all had, all we had all these, like, names that weren't, like, Steam names. You could have your own little character name in there. So, uh, some people were like, my friend Chris was like Chris Gar, and hmm. it was like very Vikingish. And then I show up, and uh, my name is Big Baja, uh, like Baja Blast. <laughs> so naturally, I have a giant. I, I make this shitty giant house called the Baja Palace. Is that why on Steam, like your names is like blasting Baja? Oh, that's all on the Discord. Time? Yeah, no, I do, no, I do that because oh, uh, usually it'll show you like what you're doing, and I, I, not everyone likes to show that. Some people just show that they're offline, like twenty four seven. So I just put that there. So that's some just oh, like there you that's go. That's hilarious. I didn't know you could do yeah. that. Yeah, uh, it's like your status, I guess you would say. Uh, so I end up like building a house, and eventually I'm like not happy with it when I notice everyone else building the these like exquisite like beautiful cabins and everything else long houses and i'm like my place sucks and it's covered in dirt so i like demolish everything and a couple friends like help me rebuild it and it becomes like this nice massive place that is like multi-floored has like a uh it has like a basement a first floor second floor and a third floor that's like half outdoors a little bit where you can actually even shoot down at enemies from beyond the wall that are chumming to attack. So it even gives you nice archery position. Uh, and I make it so I find like, anytime I fought an enemy and killed it, uh, I would take all the trophies for myself. Only if I killed them myself. Uh, otherwise, if it was ones like enemy, my like allies did and I picked it up, I'd put it like our in our communal resource area. But I made my own like trophy hall of all the different dead enemy heads. And I even made armor hall and weapon hall like, all in the main, like, first floor was, like, all the weapon stands and armor stands. And then the second floor was all the different, like, heads of the enemies I killed. And it was so glorious. It's still glorious. It's, like... That's actually pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it was really fun. And, like, we finished only because, like, we kind of exhausted the resources uh, of the final... Like, we got to the point of, like, the final, I guess, like, biome difficulty. And until there's, like, something new, we don't really have as much to do. Uh, I, there was, like, one armor set I was still trying to grind for i was looking for like these snow caves but overall uh it's a really fun time uh you're basically doing everything like i said you're upgrading all of your stuff over time building new weapons and armor trying to evolve through the ages and also defend your area but also become very like self-sustaining where you have your own like flocks of boar and even wolves and giant bison type animals that aren't bison they're called something else i think like locks if i recall and it's just as long as all your friends are playing it's such a good time but it's something that it, it's really good i would say for like a it's a good month play you're playing for like a month with like three to ten friends and you guys go through everything eventually you kind of finish it all but it feels good because like you built like this place and you leave it and it's something you can come back to maybe if there's new content just like Minecraft, I feel like always gets some update or something. So that gives you a reason to come back, maybe unless you're like doing your crazy world building. But uh, I would definitely, like I said, I'd recommend it if you have a bunch of friends. Otherwise, it's not something I would do solo. But I had a really good time with it. 
and maybe, who knows maybe i'll go back in eventually just to uh get finish the last armor set i was trying to get i was like looking for resources for it and it was killing me but uh yeah it was a good time and that was valheim uh actually i realized there was one more thing i could talk about really fast james uh Man. really fast uh, we got a little bit of time but hunt showdown had another event uh called devil's moon and it was part of like this moon trilogy they did and it featured a lot of stuff from like uh the, they've been really starting to implement like a battle pass for events now and it's not too bad like this one i think they finally perfected it i don't know if you guys heard like previously i think i talked about like servant moon and another one before that but one of the events they didn't even give you a hunter to unlock it was just kind of like you had to pay for the hunter instead this one in, did like a half and half thing for you where it did the free battle pass or like the free event like progress but then like if you get the battle pass you'll get more rewards in it just like kind of anything else you know how that is james like even with destiny's season there's like two lines of content oh yeah, the yeah. free and then like the premium so you can yeah like everyone does that now this one did a good job of having two hunters in it and it's like oh here's your uh free hunter that you get if you get all 50 levels of the pass done and then if you pay at level 25 you'll get this hunter but only if you pay so you get you can pay basically get two hunters which i thought was a good way of doing it and making it so now you have extra a little bit there but also it gives you more incentive to actually get something uh with money uh the other thing being what i wanted to talk about for this event was they brought in event perks so you remember playing briefly but uh you know when you survive and you level up you have traits you can purchase for your mm -hmm. character so they did three factions for this event uh grounded lunar and uh infernal and each pact it doesn't mean like you're on a different team than someone if you have a different pact but each pact would come with a set of perks and certain hunters already were pre-assigned a pact, but you still had to like get, you know, you get your event points from going around the map. You're like getting certain resources from clues or knocking out a certain thing that is like related to the event. And when you would get, I want to say 35 points uh, or you loot a hunter, you banish a boss. Uh, I think it was those three things uh, you could get a mark and once you got one mark you could then pledge to one of the three factions unless you were uh one of the factions already pre uh assigned either way the way you uh pledge was you would get a perk and each faction had a different set of perks and uh your hunter can get up to four marks and once you got the fourth mark you could get a second perk so this is where it got really cool for the infernal one it was very like uh fire oriented and that was because for this event they set the map on fire and so interesting it's literal mm. force fire running through for certain areas not the whole map is on fire but a very good amount and it's a point where you're running through all you hear is fire everything else is much more muffled so now it's like a weird sound bubble almost of just flame and only certain things what you can hear a little bit other things are much more like minimized in terms of like distance if like someone scared crows 
uh, at a distance. Now you'll hear it even less because all you're hearing is fire crackling and going around you. But uh, did that lead to like more shootouts with, because people were less like worried about revealing themselves? So here's the thing: it a lot of the player style was you wouldn't want to fight near the fire, so they'd fight away from the fire. And then if you ran into the fire, there's a good chance like you get away because people didn't necessarily want to fight in the fire because they were afraid to. The fire could still burn you. You could get set on fire like anything else, and then you could die from it if you don't put it out, or you you know your bars would burn off. Uh, but there were instances where it was like me and one other person and we'd go into like fights with like trios or duos and go into the fire and they'd come in and we just start massacring them. Like there was a time when like the map was, I think wiped out and we did it all in the fire zone. It was just like in the middle of the fire and we're there. So they're like looting all these bodies. Like I'm trying to find it, but there's a lot of fire here. So I'm having trouble seeing on the ground. <laughs> um, it was crazy, but the infernal pact is fire resistance. So, like, uh, one will be, uh, oh, you won't get, like, health damage from fire if it's coming on or something, or your bars won't burn away. So, like, you won't lose a bar, but you might get the health damage instead, which isn't as bad because at least your bar's not permagon. Other times, like, if you get downed and you set on fire, you don't burn. So now your partner could run mm. if your partner survives they could just run away completely and not have to yeah, worry about you huge. burning and then the teams will eventually leave and you can come back and just pick them back up uh that's probably the least used uh trait or the pact that faction was the one used the least um really? i'll tell you you'll i'll tell you, you'll find out next was lunar lunar was kind of like the revive one where uh you can get revived with full health uh, you can also, uh, what was it? You, um, don't get as much damage when you're, when you're down, you don't lose any health at all. Uh, but you can still get burned and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's very much more like just health oriented. Uh, I'm trying to remember that was really all it was. It's not important because these two packs didn't matter that much. And the thing was too, uh, they each influenced an existing pack, uh, existing trait like self skin for infernal. If you were Infernal, uh, Salve Skin would, like, give extra perks uh, besides its current trait-like value. Uh, Lunar would give, uh, for Resilience, extra perks. And uh, Grounded was the main one. So Grounded, uh, let's say if you had the Necromancer perk, which was the one that's already there. Uh, you get that, and, you know, that's the one normally you can revive someone from a distance, but it kind of takes off your health a little bit. If you're playing solo... You can self-res. So you go in, someone shoots you. Oh, you're just like, hey, and you just blow them. <laughs> it's basically like the Barney getting thrown out of the bar by Mo and then appearing behind uh, Mo. Yeah. It's like that. Uh, and it's Wait, worked. how many times can you self-revive? As many times as you can uh, until you're like, I guess, out of bars potentially. Oh my yeah. God. But that's not, <laughs> it doesn't, that's just one part of it. The first perk you get is called death cheat. Now what that means is when you die and you have that, if you have just one mark, at least one mark and you die and you leave the match, you still have that character. You lose all the items, well, on the all the weapons and consumables, but your character is alive along with all the traits it had, that character had. So all you gotta do is get your bars back, but that character is there. 
And you could throw that character back in, get another mark, die. Oh, keep using that character. Keep bringing that character back each match. Um, the only thing that would suck is like if you didn't have the mark in time. Like you have to find 35 points, loot a hunter or something to get that mark again. If you didn't, then you're like, fuck, I lost that character. And it would suck because you're just like so used to not losing the character anymore. Um, and then uh, if you get, don't get out of the match by the time the timer runs out, then it doesn't work. So you'll lose the hunter from that. Um, mm. so we only found out from trial and error, basically, unfortunately, in that situation. Uh, and then the second perk for Grounded is called Shadow, and you become invisible to NPC enemies. So you can run around. The dogs, grunts, all of them will hear you running around, but they don't see you, so they can't hurt you at all. Even birds? No, no, no. This is all enemies. So, like... Okay, um, okay. For Beast Face will be the one that's like, oh, dogs and chickens and kennels and uh, uh, like crows and ducks will have a harder time like being alerted by you. But uh, Shadow is all enemies that try to kill you now can no longer see you. So you can just run up at them and just kill them to your heart's content without any any damage. The only thing that'll... Oh, yeah, that's actually Only useful. the bosses will basically see you. That's it. It was fantastic. So that one, it was so broken. Everyone is like, you just wanted to use grounded. And then there were some people that chose the other ones just because, you know, you get tired of it after a while. Maybe you're just like, I'm too immortal. This is too much. But for me, it caused me to start finally prestiging, which means, you know, all of your weapons get relocked and everything's reset. But you get like weapon skins each time you prestige during certain like levels. And so uh, I went through like two prestiges at the very end. It was like last minute in like the last two weeks of the event. Uh, and I was like, damn, I could have just started the event with the uh, prestiging and I probably would have prestiged like 10 times uh, throughout this event. Cause the whole thing is if you get like a level 50 hunter and retire them, that's a lot of XP that you get for your like account basically. So if you prestige, you'll get so much XP from that. It's insane. But I will say the event I think was well done overall in terms of experimenting with like uh, hazards in a map with, uh, traits that are event specific that can really break the game but also make it really fun and just like you're not getting as stressed out of losing your hunters if you're trying to like max them out so it was for per, me personally I really liked it a lot um, I'm curious to see what they're going to do in the future because it seems like they're doing uh, more events later on like you know seasonally usually like four a year but also uh, they started doing like quest lines now that are like, uh, oh, do like challenges and everything else. And they also changed it so like uh, their challenges are more achievable at this point too. And you can actually change them and kind of skip one a day, uh, which makes it really helpful. And that's how you get like points for like, uh, you'll get maybe some additional like weapons or you'll get blood bonds, which is really nice. So I think they're improving the game in terms of at least activity style and reward style. Uh, not necessarily on the what you have to buy in get like buy with real money style. That still kind of kills me a little bit, but I get it. Um, but that's it. I just wanted to do a small little hunt update there. Say Devil's Moon was a good time. I think they're on the right track for events like that. Uh, maybe just do a little bit better for the story. Uh, and then uh, I like the way the challenges are going, and the way they might have now story quests or like quests that give you rewards and whatnot. So, yeah.
Also, more fire maps. Do like a do like a fog. Do like a freaking post forest fire map where all the woods are burnt and stuff. Because that that would be really cool. But that's it. Okay. That has been Sutra Side Talk. If you guys would like to subscribe on whatever platform you are listening or watching, you can. Uh, that would really help us out. Uh, if it is Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. That would very much help us out. If it's Spotify, Spotify, please rate us. And if it's uh, YouTube, give us a like on the episode besides subscribing. You guys should see there are thumbnails now for YouTube. I did that starting last episode, and it looked good. And it got more views than previous episodes, so I think it worked. And I also am starting to craft my own Instagram promos that are more less crappy looking. Uh, instead of using Instagram layouts, I'm actually using Canva now. And uh, you'll see this week, because I didn't actually put up my newest version of it out yet. I'll probably put it out on Monday. This episode is probably going out on Tuesday. Um, but... You can follow uh, Sutra Side Talk on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Sutra Side Talk, all one word. And you can follow Jim's on Twitter at InvaderJim124. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, GoGoComzilla. And if you guys want to email us, you can at SutraSideTalk at gmail.com. Send us any comments, feedback, or questions you want us to answer on the show. Just know next week we're talking Mob Psycho, third season, and Spy Family, part two. So any questions to that? send them that way or just uh, send us via social media uh and then uh cut a steel we'll be doing a black adam episode soon we haven't talked about that just yet of scheduling but we'll figure that out soon um like i said we've got lightfall last of us ant-man i'm sure will come up soon enough uh so there's a lot to get through um it's going to be a very busy spring to say the least that is for sure uh but until next time have a good one you guys see you later Thanks for listening.